Hello and welcome to the Idaho Reports podcast. I'm Logan Finney. Joining us this week is Alex Adams, Administrator with the Governor's Division of Financial Management. Thanks for joining us, Alex. Glad to be here. So we've got you here today to talk about the latest round of revenue numbers from the state, uh, including the general fund report for October. Can you tell us generally what's the overall takeaway from this latest round of numbers? Well, I, I think it's first important to put in context what, what we're looking at. So every state has a balanced budget requirement. Ours is uh, constitutional. So when the legislature sets a budget, usually by March each year, they're looking ahead uh, to the fiscal year that's gonna start in July and they have to predict revenue. Um, and then the revenue and expenses that they set have to be balanced. But it's just that, it's a prediction of revenue because there's a lot of moving parts. State revenue in Idaho is driven by income tax, corporate income tax, and a sales tax uh, primarily. And those can ebb and flow with the economy and a lot of external factors in migration, things like that. So then usually each month we track revenue to see how good was our guess? Are we uh, on target? Are we behind target? So uh, we just reported in October, uh, the first three months of the fiscal year, and we're trending a little behind target, about 3% behind target. Uh, and in round numbers, that represents about a $39 million miss behind uh, target. What does that mean at this point? Not much, it's, uh, it's early and we can certainly talk about that. Sure, and when you say on target, you're referring to the predictions that your division puts forward? That's correct, so we're measuring relative to predictions. Um, there's a predictive element to, to revenue, like I said, how many people are gonna move here? What's uh, the unemployment rate going to be? How many new jobs uh, are, are going to be created? What's going to happen with, with wages? So when the state is setting its budget, you're using a crystal ball and looking into the future and uh, guessing what revenue is gonna be uh, for a time period that you have not yet entered. And then once you enter that time period, you measure monthly, how good, did we, how good was our guess? And like we've referenced, these are monthly reports that you guys put out. Um, this report for the beginning of the fiscal year was delayed. Why, why was that? Uh, well, the state is transitioning uh, to a new uh, statewide accounting system. So um, many of your viewers are probably familiar with what the state controller's office is uh, doing with uh, Luma. And basically they're upgrading the state's budget system, finance system, procurement, payroll, and HR. And uh, they're taking us, you know, essentially from Cold War era technology to a, a pretty modern system. Uh, certainly uh, when you undertake an effort uh, that large, uh, there's always going to be growing pains. But uh, one of the things that's always impressed me about the controller is he's built a team around him of problem solvers. And as problems are identified, they uh, are able to resolve them uh, relatively quickly. This, this was one of those. Uh, we've had uh, quite a bit of conversation with them and worked through it. And uh, we'll be able to get back to our monthly uh, releases uh, on revenue. All right, and what is the value of doing these month by month? You know, people file income taxes once a year. Of course, sales taxes happen throughout the year. Why, why measure this on a month to month basis rather than quarterly or annually or things uh, like that? All good questions and um, states use different frequencies for reporting. I think a lot of uh, budget nerds like myself are very type A, so having 12 different data points where you can recalibrate uh, your expectations throughout the year uh, is, is uh, helpful, uh, but um, what the economists will tell you, it's it's generally easier to forecast revenue annually than it is monthly because monthly um, you're trying to apportion income and sales and corporate income into monthly increments and small changes in timeline of when people file 
uh, or when purchases are made can adjust those monthly numbers. So we rarely make any decisions based off of the, the monthly numbers. You're using them to look for trends and predict out how things are, are trending. Well, let's talk about how some of those trends are going right now. Um, combined income tax collections, so that's individual and corporate, those are down about 3.5% from your prediction. Um, but the individual's income tax is above prediction. What does that tell us about the state of the economy? Yeah, well, so um, I, I referred to individual income, corporate, and sales as the big three sources of revenue for the state. But individual income and sales drive the, the vast majority of revenue for the state. So having healthy individual income tax collections uh, is, is a sign of Idaho's resilience. And income tax withholding for individuals is the single greatest economic determinant that uh, we look at uh, on, on a short-term basis. We're ahead of forecast on individual income and we're ahead of last year on individual income, even though this is the year where um, the flat tax uh, took effect, where we cut the top rate to 5.8%. So. Uh, when I look at these numbers, um, I, I look at the positive, uh, which is the individual income tax withholding being up uh, above last year and above forecast. Uh, corporate, there's known finickiness to it. Every state uh, uh, forecaster will tell you that corporate is bar none uh, the hardest to, to predict. Um, corporate profits, uh, refunds, things like that. So. It's, it does not yet give me concern that that one is running behind because when you look at where we were the same time period last year, we were actually behind on individual income, corporate, and sales. In this same time period last year, we were behind by 49 million and we ended up uh, ending that year $100 million ahead of uh, forecast. So I, I think interpreting these with caution um, resisting the temptation to act or overact on any individual data point, but to look at it in the broader context of, of trends. And I think you also have to look at it in the broader context of how we've been budgeting as a state. I mean, we already talked about how states have balanced budget requirements. So Idaho tends to budget relatively conservatively. We leave large ending balances to account for some of the uncertainty that accompanies revenue forecasting. And then we uh, maintain rainy day funds uh, so that uh, if, if our forecast uh, falls below the ending balance, uh, you do have the ability to dip into rainy day funds. So just for context, if um, this $39 million miss this first quarter manifests throughout the year and we don't make up any of that ground, our ending balance for the year would be $280 million. That's about a 5% cushion. If somehow we got beyond that, we have $1.2 billion in the, the rainy day fund. So um, I, I think we're well prepared to, to weather any, uh, any economic storms that may be ahead. But when I look at this, compared to where we were last year, it's early. What we've been doing is working, and I, I feel very good about the trajectory that we're on. And speaking of that $280 million cushion, one could call that a surplus because it's over what the state is pro projecting to bring in. Um, in past years, we've had a massive surplus up to in the realm of $2 billion. And the legislature passed as part of their property tax relief bill um, a surplus eliminator to dispense out some of those funds. How, um, how has that affected the picture here? It, 
is the 280 million that much smaller because of better predictions, because we are spending some of the surplus? Tell me that story. Yeah, so um, we've worked very closely with the legislature on budgeting the last couple of years, and uh, we saw a spike uh, in uh, state revenue during COVID. So just for context, in uh, fiscal year 2020, state was collecting $4 billion in revenue. In 21, it grew to $5 billion in revenue. And in 22, it grew to $6 billion in revenue. So we went from $4 billion to $5 billion to $6 billion in a three-year stretch. That's 20% year-over-year growth. I don't think there was anyone that thought that was sustainable. And a lot of it was driven by heavy debt finance spending at the federal level. When the Fed send everybody $1,200 or $1,400 checks, you sell a lot of e-bikes, you sell a lot of kayaks, a lot of people eat out meals that they wouldn't have eaten out otherwise. So we saw that buoy sales tax collections in a manner that nobody predicted uh, was going to be sustainable. But what we did is we took those one-time collections and used it to lower our out year's cost. Uh, we paid off state building debt in the bond payment program. Uh, we put record amount of resources into deferred maintenance at state facilities and bridges. So just one example, uh, we're putting $400 million to repair and refurbish old bridges that had load postings or were restricted or were rated as structurally deficient by engineers. So we took a lot of that surplus that accumulated for one-time things that will lower our out year's cost and have benefits for generations of Idahoans, but we didn't build that into ongoing spending. We always knew that revenue was going to fall off. And we built this year's budget around $5.5 billion in revenue. That's partly because of COVID aid wearing off, but partly because of um, sequential uh, tax cuts, uh, as you mentioned. So revenue dropping was uh, you know, always predicted, both through rational policy decisions that had been made by the legislature and signed by the governor, as well as a weaning off of record levels of debt-financed federal spending. And um, other states didn't accurately judge how much of their revenue was uh, one time in nature. And they're having to make some pretty draconian moves right now. And uh, we're, we're just not, not looking at, at that right now because of the decisions that have been made. And that, that is panning out in the numbers that you guys are seeing. We are on kind of the downward trend there. Yes, so I mean, it, it's starting to come down. We built this budget around 5.5 billion in revenue and then it is projected to grow, but nowhere at the levels of 20% that we saw uh, during COVID. We're still seeing in-migration. It's just closer to pre-pandemic levels than pandemic levels. We're still seeing housing starts just closer to pre-pandemic levels than at uh, the, the peak of, of the pandemic. Uh, so I, I, I feel good about how Idaho accurately judged um, the one-time nature of a lot of that uh, revenue increase. And while other states unfortunately plugged it into ongoing uh, spending, uh, we returned some of it to the taxpayers and we put it into one-time things that will lower our out years costs and built our rainy day funds so that we can hedge for any uncertainty that there might be ahead. And as you referenced, the legislature moved to a flat income tax rate where everyone, regardless of of what were previously different tiers of income, everyone pays a 5.8% rate. Um, that's on top of lowering rates in successive years. Um, are there any, is there any chance of lawmakers perhaps getting a little too tax cut happy in the good years and possibly digging us into a little bit of a hole? So that's, that's something that's always discussed with the legislature. I mean, I think that's why it was done sequentially. We went from 6.5 as the top rate to 6. 
We went from six to five eight. It in so doing, we consolidated brackets. We used to have seven different brackets and consolidated them into essentially two brackets. Everyone pays five eight over twenty five hundred dollars in unadjusted uh, income. And partly why it was done uh, sequentially was to make sure that we were making uh, wise uh, decisions, that we were accurately judging uh, what uh, the ongoing uh, economic situation was gonna be and filtering out those one-time COVID uh, anomalies. And you know, each, each state gets a scorecard. Um, each state goes in front of the ratings agencies, Moody's, Fitch, S&P, and uh, Idaho has been upgraded uh, to AAA status on both uh, Moody's and Fitch. Frankly, at the same time, the U.S. government was downgraded from AAA status uh, to AA status. If you read the, the reports from the rating agencies, they opine on our uh, tax cuts and uh, talk about how we did it, and um, they, they believe it's sustainable, and that's reflected in their rating. And the improved ratings, that also leads to savings down the road when it comes to borrowing rates, right? Absolutely. Um, any state entity that goes through capital financing is a beneficiary of the state's improved credit rating. So that paints a pretty good income picture. When it comes to the sales tax revenues, um, some of those are now being directed toward public defense and school district facilities before that money makes it into the general fund. How How is that picture right now? Yeah. So. We've been talking most of today how we've performed relative to forecast. If you look at how we performed relative to this time last year, sales tax is down 20% year over year. But that's misleading because of many of the things that you're talking about. Legislature passed a bill this year that uh, um, took 4.5% of sales tax and redirected that to property tax relief. It was one of the largest property tax cuts in the, the history of the state. Um, in addition to that, um, online sales tax is sequestered in a fund that pays for certain things. Uh, public defense, that takes it off of the county rolls and therefore provides an additional uh, batch of uh, property tax relief to local taxpayers. But also on top of that, um, Governor had called a special session last year where we took $410 million out of the sales tax stream and redirected that to uh, schools and to post-secondary institutions. It was the largest investment in uh, education in the history of the state. So we have uh, property tax relief, public defense, and uh, online sales, and then the education funding that's coming out of the sales tax, which is the primary driver of that year-over-year -year decrease. Once you filter that out and look only at how sales tax is performing relative to forecast, um, we're off by about 3%. So we're running 3% under forecast on sales. Is that concerning? Potentially. But as I said, it's early. We were behind on sales this, this time last year. Uh, I think everybody that's watching this knows we've been dealing with historic uh, rates of inflation. While it seems to be uh, receding slightly lately, everything is, uh, is relative and uh, prices uh, perhaps have uh, pushed up higher than, than uh, wages. Maybe it's indicative of people changing their habits. Maybe it's uh, predictive of them uh, waiting to make all their purchases uh, for, for Christmas. It might be a timing issue. I don't know that there's too much I would read into it at this point. All right. Alex Adams, Administrator with the Division of Financial Management. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Thank you. Presentation of Idaho Reports on Idaho Public Television 
is made possible through the generous support of the Laura Moore Cunningham Foundation, committed to fulfilling the Moore and Bettis family legacy of building the great state of Idaho. By the Friends of Idaho Public Television and by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Hi, I'm Marcia Franklin, the producer and host of Dialogue. For more than 25 years, we've been bringing you conversations that matter. More than 150 of those conversations are with writers, and now you can take them with you wherever you go, while you're walking, around the house, or in the car. Just search for Dialogue with Marcia Franklin on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms, and remember to subscribe so that new shows download automatically. Enjoy.